Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, and we are glad in it. Amen, 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 and amen. God bless you, God bless you. Won't you join me in a moment of prayer as we invoke and invite the very presence of our blessed Father into this sanctuary. Let us pray together. Oh God, all glory, all honor, all praise, all adoration belong to you. Prepare us now through the active presence of your spirit. Enlighten our understanding. Purify our every desire. Quicken our wills and strengthen our every right purpose. Oh God, have your way in this house. Move afresh. Anoint us for kingdom service. Let there be no hindrance in our worship, no distraction in our praise, no hesitation to give you the hallelujah. Direct this hour of worship to the magnifying of your name and to the enduring good for us as your children. We pray this prayer and we ask these in all things in your wonderful, righteous, and powerful name. And the people of God said, amen. And amen. Can we bless the Lord in this house? We welcome you to these 11 o'clock services. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we're glad in it. We welcome to all of our live streamers as well, you who are online. We want you to invite your neighbors, let them know on social media that you're watching K Chapel. Invite them to worship with you right now. We're going to go into worship and praise as we've come to give tribute to our earthly fathers. We've come to give worship to our heavenly fathers. So we invite you to stand for God made us who we are. Who are we? We're more than conquerors. We're victorious. We're able to do all things through Christ who strengthens. God made me.
Haynes Chapel. Good morning. For all you fathers out there, father figures, happy Father's Day. Amen. All right. We're going to go to the scripture now. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to start with verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Covering my help. All of my help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. Praise Father, I stretch praise my hand to praise thee. Sir, praise no sir. other help I know. Praise if sir. thou wilt draw thyself from me, oh, where shall I go? Praise I have the Father. We come this morning. We come this morning not to put on a show to an outside unfriendly world, but we come this morning that you might get the praise. We want to thank your God for watching over us last night while we slumber and slept. We didn't know what we were, but guess what? This morning with your grace and your mercy, you touched it with a finger, thy divine love. We looked around, there was shelter over our head. We looked around, there was food on the table. We looked around, you have given us a tongue that we could talk, that we might see no wrong with no one, no other man. We give us feast that we may walk in the path of righteousness. Oh, Father, you gave us our love, which is agape love, in spite of you love us anyway. Our Father, we lift you up and we magnify your name because your name is above all names. Oh, Father, we pray for the sick and the shady and have mercy. We pray, oh God, that you trust sister Anne and be right. Lay your hand upon them, let them know there's still love and you have the power. There are many others that have gone through hospitalization this week. There are many others have been sick. But we will ask you to bless them anyway. We pray for our church family. We pray, oh God, for you to that you will bless them individually and collectively. We pray for the word that's going to be preached this morning. Thank we pray that it will be a word that somebody you. who are unsaved might come and run and say, what thank should I do that I might be saved? Oh you. God, we ask your God, we thank you that you have thank given us ears that we might hear your word, thank that you, we Lord. might not sin against thee. Thank oh, you, we magnify your name, we lift you up, we magnify your name. Thank no, you, Father, Lord. we pray for our yes, city. Sir. We pray for everybody. We pray, oh God, you touch every church that will and stand on me, your holy and righteous you. name. We, ask, we lift up to you now. And Lord, last but not least, we pray for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Your power and your Holy Spirit. Yes, and when we've gone the last mile of the way, yes, when we must close our hymn book yes, and Bible, Lord. when we can study what no more, when we must stick our swords in the sand of time, when you welcome us home, say, come on home, my good and faithful brother and my sister. Here I make you rule with many things that you have been no place of. But we ask in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Anybody ready to give him praise? Anybody ready to give him praise? Listen, while the ushers are letting other worshipers in, we're ready to give him praise. And so if you will, if you will, just focus your mind, focus your heart on giving him all of your praise. I think the words of this song say something about all of my praise belongs to him. All of my praise. That means everything that I have, every ounce of my being, every fabric of my soul, I'm going to give it to him. Why? Because he's worthy. Of all the praise and if I've got the activity of my limbs if I know what day and time it is if I woke up and remembered my name if I laid to sleep last night in my bed with my cooling bowl I wish y'all would talk to me in here then all of my praise belongs to him do I have a witness in this house come on praise team let's lead us in this song of praise all of my praise belongs to him let's get your mind and, and your heart for worship this morning 
simple song says, Awesome God you are. Are my strength. Incredible God. You're my protection and my defense. Oh, 
this might be a moment that you need to give God his praise. Now, don't worry about your neighbor because they don't know why you're praising them anyway. Only you know what you got a reason to praise them for. So listen, I'm giving you permission right now. Whatever you need to do to praise God, listen, I wish you would give him the praise that belongs to him. I wish you would. That I, listen, you have a reason. If you don't have a reason, you're fine. But if you know you got a reason, you ought to give him all of your praise and all of the glory and all of the honor, all of my praise. in here? Amen. All of our praise belongs to him, belongs to him, belongs to him. Listen, we're going to move further into our worship experience. I wonder how many of you, how many of you have been Baptist for more than 25 years? I know, I know you didn't expect that question. How many have been a Baptist for more than 25 years? If you've been Baptist for more than 25 years, then you will remember what we used to do. You will remember a deacon used to come up and we used to read the church covenant 
responsively. I, I, I see you, brother's story. Yeah, and, and, and y'all remember the, the deacon would read one part and then the church would read one part and we go back and forth. And, and so for you millennials who didn't come up doing that, this might be new, but Brother Bridgman going to take us through it. Amen? Amen. And so we're going to read our church covenant together because while all of our praise belongs to him, which is a song of adoration, our church covenant is about what we owe each other. We owe God all of our praise, but we owe each other something too. Brother Bridgman, won't you lead us in the reading of our church covenant? Well, I'm going to be your leader in our responsive reading this morning, which is our church covenant. Having been led, as we believe, by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, congregation. That'll sound good. We do now, in the presence of God, angels in this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. To promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, disciplines, and doctrines. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances. To avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love. To be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. All together, we move we will, we will as soon as possible, unite, unite with some other church where, where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant, this covenant and, and the, the principles, principles of God's, God's word. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Bridge. You're very welcome. One thing I want to say before I take my seat, brothers, to the fathers, remember this. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We want you to stand now for the congregational hymn. Our, con our minister of music is coming to lead us in our congregational hymn, Faith of Our Fathers. Faith of Our Fathers. Holy faith. We will be true to thee till death. Faith of Our Fathers. Verses 1, 3, 1, 2, and 4.
Let's say amen again. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, Kay Chapel, and happy Father's Day. There's still time to sign up for our 2019 summer reading program that will take place here at Cade on June the 24th through the 28th from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Register in the Old Fellowship Hall or via the Cade Chapel app. Be sure to save the date for our upcoming pastor anniversary celebrations, beginning with the Buckley Night of Stars, a unique talent review on July the 12th at 6 p.m. in the Willie Wright Family Life Gym. This event is free and all are welcome to attend as we fellowship and celebrate with our first family. And the pastor's anniversary worship service will take place on Sunday, July 28th at 11 a.m. The theme is commissioned and committed. Be sure to mark your calendars for all of these upcoming events. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for any upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab in the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. So you certainly keep the just made announcements in mind and do govern yourselves accordingly. We did receive a word from uh, Brother Kenneth Williams this morning that he's back in the hospital. And so he is soliciting the prayers of his church family. Amen. And if you're watching us online, Kenneth, we're praying for you. Amen. 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 I still believe, and I know you do too, that the prayers of the righteous still avail much. Do I have a witness in this house? Amen. 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 Listen, we're going to prepare now for our benevolent offering for the sake of our visitors. Our benevolent offering is that offering through which we're able to bless those who are in need in our community as well as in our church home. And so it is through your liberal giving that we're able to assist with things such as, as mortgages, as rent, as uh, water bills and, and electric bills, all kinds of food needs. This is the offering through which we're able to be a real ministry in the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And so we invite you to give liberally as God has so prospered you to give. This now is our benevolent offering and the choir is coming. Oh, to all the fathers, happy Father's Day. <laughs>
merciful and gracious, of whose bounty we have all received, except we beseech you for this offering of your people. Remember in your love those who have brought it and those for whom it is given, and so follow it with your blessing that it may promote peace and goodwill among people, and that it will advance the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ whose name I pray in, amen. All right. Hallelujah. Bless his name. That sounds like church. Been washed and redeemed.
Amen. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. We thank God for the presence of his spirit. We thank God for the presence of worshipers, but we also thank God for the presence of those who are visiting with us this morning. Amen. In fact, we have two very special visitors who have registered with us uh, in order to present themselves as candidates uh, for various offices, and so we invite them now to come uh, and give them more information about themselves. We have Brother Marcus Williams, who's running for District 26 of the State Senate, as is our, our tradition here at K Chapel. We welcome you, but we give you two minutes. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Well, you know, you don't give an inspiring uh, public servant and a young lawyer two minutes. I'm going yeah. to try to stay in it. Good morning, K. Good morning. Good to be with y'all here today. I bring greetings from New Hope Baptist Church, where I attend with my wife, who's also here with me. We're glad to be here today on this Father's Day. I want to, again, say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. We do appreciate you. Look, I'm running for State Senate District 26 because it's time for a change. I graduated from University of Mississippi School of Law where I was elected student body president. I had opportunities all over the world, but I chose to come right back to the community I grew up in, in this district. I grew up in this district. My parents still live in this district. I bought a house in this district. It's my community, and I love it. And it's time for this community to get an advocate, not just an ally, but an advocate, someone that's going to go up to that Capitol and fight every day, because that's what we need. We're at a critical point in our history in Mississippi. We got an opportunity to move past the past and go forward towards the future. But we only can do that if we elect some new folks, give them an opportunity to serve, all right? I'm going to tell you this. Uh, my wife asked me, you know, why you want to do this? You're starting your law firm. I, I've been, I was a corporate defense attorney. I've been a prosecutor. I've been a plaintiff's attorney. I've done all aspects of the law. So my wife said, let's fast for 21 days and pray about it. And I said, God called me to do it, so we're going to do it. I'm running on three things, y'all. Policy, progress, prosperity. Policy. I want to bring new policy alternatives to that capital. Get on offense in the battle for ideas. And I want to bring progress, measurable progress, things we can look to and be proud of as a community. And finally, prosperity. That Jeremiah 29 11 prosperity. For I know the plans I have for you, right? Plans not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a future, all right? That's God's promise to us, and we can claim that future, but we got to work together. It's going to take the community. I'm offering myself a service. I ask for your prayers, and I ask you to go about your week. You be prayerful, you be productive, and you be positive. And you remember everything that happens. It happens for God's glory or your growth. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, you can do two minutes any day. Amen. God bless you. Brother Timothy Lewis, are you here? Brother Lewis, who's running for a tax collector. Brother Lewis, are you here? Amen. Don't see him here. God bless you and God keep you. All right. All right. That being said, we want to recognize all of our visitors, all of our visitors who are sharing with us. If you're not members of K Chapel, we want to recognize you now. Won't you stand? You don't have to say anything, but we want to recognize you and give you a great big hand for coming and worshiping with all visitors. Won't you stand to your feet? Let us see you and welcome you to these services. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Look around, Kay. God bless you. God bless you. Good to have each of you here on this morning. We thank God for your presence and for your presence. Listen, whenever your schedule is allowed, we want you to come back right here at Kay Chapel and worship with us. If you're looking for a church home, we want to let you know that you just found that home. And we want to give you something you can only get here at Kay Chapel, won't you? This is our fellowship period. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor?
benefit of our visitors, we do have Children's Church available now. And if you want your child to be a part of Children's Church uh, during this service, if you will uh, bring your child, Sister Duvall is right there in the corner there. If you will uh, actually, can they just bring the child to you and you will take them? Or they need, the parents need to come. Parents will need to come. So parents, if you'll go with your child, get them checked in and then come right back. Amen, amen. One came quick. He said, let me go, let me go. God bless you. But it's for uh, children ages 5 to 12, and they have an awesome time uh, in our Family Life Center. So we invited all children to go uh, for our Children's Church moment uh, for this ministry opportunity just for children. Amen, amen. God bless you and God keep you. We want to get special emphasis now from Brother Thickpen, after which we'll get a special tribute to Father. Others, uh, from Sister Mia Ashley, Brother Thickman. Good morning. Proverbs 20th chapter 7 verse says that the godly walk with integrity and the children that follow them are blessed. Well, Kate Chapel, it's Father's Day, and we are blessed to have godly fathers that walk with integrity in our church. Amen? So as I think about what the fathers mean to this church, I think about how this church would not be the church that it is if it were not for those fathers. No offense, moms. Just think, not too long ago when the church would get filled with the spirit, we could see Deacon Steve Collins teaching his son how to care for this church as an usher. If you are a person that gets tear-jerking moments like me, you'll see him directing his son to you to pass the tissues or fan you and comfort you in that moment. And now that same young man standing right back there leads this church into worship on the mind ministry. We have Brother Ken Brown, who served in various capacities in this church, but has been appointed the director of our youth department. And not long after he was appointed director of our youth department, his son, Alton, was elected the first president of the youth council. He's, he followed in his father's leadership legacy. And then we had J.B. Harrington, who used to sit right there, and you know, across the street, we have a teen center who's named after, which is named after him. This church know, has known him for his legacy of steadfastness. And now his daughter, Reverend Shirley Harrington, sits in our pulpit as the minister of social justice. Now, I can't talk about legacies without talking about our dynamic duo and our pastor emeritus and our senior pastor, Reverend Horace Buckley and Reverend Reginald M. Buckley. Y'all, let's give them a hand. <laughs> this church wouldn't be what it is if it were not for the legacy of what they have done as fathers and what they will do as fathers in this church. I also can't help but to wonder if Pastor Buckley knew or even imagined the fruits of his labor as a young father in ministry when he first started out. Maybe he knew, maybe he, he, he dreamt, dreamt big and knew that his son would carry on his legacy and lead this church with vision and tenacity. Maybe he didn't know, but maybe he was doing the best he could 
And God took everything that he did and is making it look like a miracle. But whether he knew or not is not the point. The point is that he did it. He left a legacy. And fathers, you too are leaving a legacy. This church would not be the beacon of light that it is in this community if it were not for the fathers that have raised and are raising their children in this church. So when you think that we don't notice you, we notice. When you think that we don't look up to your leadership, we look up to you. When you think that we're not grateful for all that you have done, we're grateful. When you think that we don't pray for you, we're praying. Fathers, this tribute is to you. Thank you for everything that you have done. This day is for you. We bless you, we lift you up, and we love you. Happy Father's Day. Now, let me take a point of personal privilege yeah, yeah, yeah. and say Happy Father's Day to my father, Deacon go. Derek Ashley. I love there you, Daddy. <laughs> amen. Amen, amen. That's right, you better say something to your dad. <laughs> amen, amen. We certainly salute all of our fathers, all who have been given the blessed privilege uh, to train, to raise, to care for, to discipline, to nurture some child. We thank God for you, for your selflessness, for your sacrifice, for your service. We salute our fathers. Now, we ask that you prepare your tithes, your gifts, and your offerings as we prepare to give to the Lord our God of our salvation. We're excited at K-Chapel to give because we know that it's through our giving that we do three things. Number one, we're obeying the Word of God. Uh, number two, we're also uh, being a blessing to those who are in need. Number three, we're also seeing God do amazing and miraculous things through our obedience. And when we see those three things happen, we at K-Chapel give cheerfully, for God has been a blessing unto us. And so we invite you now, tithers, present your tithes and your gifts and your offerings unto the Lord. And as you're doing that, the ushers are preparing to come, as we will hear a word from the Lord. For store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God's word for God's people. Okay, before the choir sings, I just want to introduce the song. It's a Zulu hymn. And it's Akeko Ofana no Jesu. That means there's no one like Jesus. You will see us doing some movements. We're praising God with our bodies this morning. Um, we've walked, we've looked, we've searched. There's no one. We've turned around. There's no one. And we've, we've searched again. And there's no one like Jesus. So feel free to sing along, to move along. Praise Him with your body this morning.
Now see, some of y'all looking like y'all don't understand. Let me try and break it down for you. Now, now Alicia, Alicia just went home, y'all, because she's from South Africa. That, that's, that's where she's from. So when you saw her showing up, get down like that, you wonder what was going on? She just went home. Amen, amen, amen. But listen, when you know the Lord, you ought to be able to get down and get back up again. I wish I had a witness in here. Y'all to search around and look for them. Amen. Okay, cool. Fine, I'm not yet. Is that right? Let's try one more time. Okay, cool. Not yet. Okay, cool. Fine, I'm not Okay, cool. Fine, I'm not Okay, cool. Fine. Let's do it one more time like we're from the motherland. Okay, cool. Fine, I'm not to the U.S. Praise God from whom our blessings flow. Praise God. Try to say something and let y'all catch your breath because I know you need to. <laughs> Amen. They got their praise and their workout in. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Listen, while they're doing that, let me thank the uh, all of the staff and all the personnel who uh, worked to put on a a wonderful vacation Bible school on last week. It was absolutely fantastic. To all of our teachers, to our Vacation Bible School director, uh, to all the culinary staff, to our, our, our uh, custodial staff, everybody who pitched in to make it what it was. I think we had somewhere close to 200 uh, participants uh, just about every night, and so it was a wonderful, wonderful Vacation Bible School. You are to be commended for a job well done. Amen. And listen, I know that God was glorified in all of it. Amen. Amen. Now listen, I saw this group over here stand up and I couldn't help but see him because he looked real distinguished. And then somebody said to me, said, Reverend, the reason they look so distinguished is because they're from Alcorn State University. So, so let me ask them to stand up again. All of those students from Alcorn, God bless you. Good to have you with us on this morning. Amen. And you got some friends up here. You see, you got some friends. Amen. God bless you. So good to have you with us on this morning. Whenever you're scheduled live, I think they're here for a summer uh, program. And so we thank God for your presence on this morning as well. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Good to see our good friend, Senator John Horn. Thank you for worshiping with us on this morning as well. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Amen. Amen. Come on back, Alicia. Amen. She didn't. No. <laughs> I'm just, she, you went home on me. Just come on back. Come on back. Amen. God bless you. Our choir is coming, and then we'll hear the word of God.
you don't mind, can I? Can I just talk to you for a minute? you out of that place that you thought you couldn't get out of. I ask that you pray for me because this song ministers to me. And I hate to be selfish, but this song ministers to me.
That's the kind of song for folk who've been through something. That, that, that's the kind of song for folk who know that it was God and God alone who brought you out of that one. That, that's the kind of song for folk who've been through something that if God hadn't worked it out, nobody else could have. No, nobody else would have. And you can declare and decree today that he is a way maker. He makes a way where there is no way. He, he opens doors that have been closed in our faces. He makes rough places plain and crooked places straight. He's a way maker. Any of you ever been through something trying to figure it out and God just showed you the way to go? He's a way maker. My God, that's who, that's just who he is. He's all of that. And some more. I say he's all of that. And some more. And my God, my God, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. I, I, I really want to stop at promise keeper. Because some of y'all know he's made you some promises and looked like it wasn't going to happen, but, but you waited on the Lord. It didn't happen when you thought it was going to happen, but he turned. He's a promise keeper. He, what he says he will do, he. He's a promise keeper. I know he is. I, I know he is. I know he is. I know he is. Whatever he says he'll do, he's faithful to his word. My God, my God, bless his name. Light in the darkness. But if you will, let me tell you something else he is this morning. Our Father. Our Father. The scripture Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 simply reads, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Father, as you and your Son and Spirit are one, allow now your servant, your word and your wisdom to become one, that we may affirm the eminence of your kingdom, the power of your spirit, and the lordship of your son. I trust you now for preaching. 
guide my mind and my mouth for a few moments that I may be able to think your thoughts and clearly articulate your words. Touch, strengthen, and save in accordance to your will for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, our Father. Our Father. It has been said that fathers, James, has have an unfair disadvantage from the start. Prediction uh, for nine months, known as the gestational period, the baby is slowly growing inside of the mother and an intimate bond between mother and child is taking place. And in that wonderfully sacred, solemn space of a mother's womb, the inward parts where God fashions each of us, mother and child, learn each other's movements, they learn of each other's rhythms, and they even learn of something, something of each other's personality. In that sacred space of a mother's womb, God does the miraculous work of fearfully and wonderfully making us in his image and after his likeness. In that sacred space of a mother's womb, we are stamped by the fingerprint of the infinite. And for nine months, the baby eats when he wants, sleeps when he wants, is carried everywhere. And then the child is born, taken from that space where he or she has been for nine months and slapped on the bottom, made to cry, and then given into the hands of this strange man where the doctor says, now say hello to your daddy. <laughs> Baby crying, looking up at you. It's a setup, y'all. It's a setup. But slowly as time goes by and as time is spent with the child, as daddy changes baby's diapers, as daddy feeds the baby, as daddy plays silly games with the baby, it does not take long for a bond between father and child to develop. A different kind of bond, but a bond nonetheless. Fathers can certainly have a hard go at it in today's culture, a culture that oftentimes has been complicit in causing the diminishing influence of fathers in their children's lives or sometimes through pu public policy contributing to the very absence of the father in the home. But we celebrate fathers today who have stayed the course. We celebrate fathers who have kept the faith. We celebrate fathers who have remained a steady and stabilizing force in the life of his family and his children. And I recognize that this has not been the case for everybody. This has not been everybody's experience. In fact, some have very negative experiences when it comes to fathers. A lot of adult women have unresolved daddy issues that end up being manifested and materialized in their marriages. A lot of adult men grow up with negative motivation pushing them to be better fathers to their children than their father was to them. Who could forget that scene on the Fresh Prince when Will is left behind by his father and Will makes a declaration to Uncle Phil that he's gotten this far without his daddy and he's going to go on and be a better daddy than his father ever was only to finally collapse in Uncle Phil's arms crying out asking that question, why doesn't he want me? Fatherhood can be a blessing when done well or it can become a great burden when mishandled. 
Which makes it very intriguing that with all the potential baggage that can come with fatherhood, that God chooses to reveal himself in scripture as father. Now, there have been recent debates, revised versions of the Bible that strive for more gender-inclusive or gender-neutral language in Scripture, but with all of the revisions and all of the edits that take place, one cannot get around the fact that Jesus prays to and teaches us to pray to our Father. You can't erase that. Our Father, you can't get around that. Our Father, you cannot ignore that, our Father. There is something significant that God chooses to be revealed as Father that we should not miss or misconstrue. But now please understand that God as Father is not a statement about gender. God is Spirit. God as Father is not a statement about biology. God is Spirit. God as Father is not a, state about, a statement about masculinity. God is spirit. But God choosing to be identified as Father gives us some valuable information about what God himself is like and what God expects from those who have been given the sacred privilege to also be called Father. In his model prayer, Jesus says, when you pray, say, begin, start out by saying, our Father. If nowhere else then, Scripture, the Holy Scriptures give validation to the role and the responsibility and the presence of fathers. And God as Father provides the best example for fathers to then follow. First thing that we should see. In God as Father, then, is his faithful example of unfailing love. His faithful example of unfailing love. Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father. And fatherhood should be an expression of faithful example of unfailing love. John writes in 1 John 3 and 1, he says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God, and so we are. Stay right there. Look at that again. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God, and so we are. John says that God's love for us is such that, first of all, he claims us as his children. He's not, watch this. He's not trying to get out of being called our daddy. Y'all ain't talking to me. Let that sink in for a moment. He's not trying to be, be, he's not trying to get out of fatherhood. Y'all acting like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. He, he, he doesn't need Ricky Smiley's paternity test Tuesday to confirm that he's our father. He doesn't need Mari Povich to run a DNA test to find out who the daddy is. The love that God has given to us is a love that causes him to claim us gladly as his own. Oh, he gladly says, that's my child. That's my child. That's my child. That's, he says, I'm the father of them all. And that's good news. Because there are some fathers who don't mind making them. Some, some fathers don't mind making them, but, but can't be found raising them. But God 
claims us and he stays with us and he says, I'm their daddy. He identifies himself as our father and he identifies us as his children. We are not fatherless in this world. He's our father. We don't have to wonder where we came from. He's our father. We don't have to look for validation. He's our father. We don't have to search for where we can. He's our father. And it is his love for us that compels him to let us be known as his children. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. What I really love about the father's love is that his love is unconditional. It's unconditional. It's uncon in other words, we have a father who doesn't just love us when we're doing right. Okay, I should have had three or four amens on that side, five or six amens on this side. I said, he doesn't love us just when we're doing right. But, but we have a father. Pa pa Paul said, I'm persuaded. That nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. What, what Paul was saying is, listen, I recognize that I, I got some good in me, but I got some bad in me. But, but the good news is that the bad in me can't separate me from the love of my father. Good God Almighty. That, 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 should have been, that was a good place to shout right there because if any of you got any bad in you, you ought to be glad that your bad does not disqualify you from the Father's love. It's an unfailing love. It's, it's love that when you're right, he loves you. When you're wrong, he loves you. When you have a good day, he loves you. When you have a bad day, he loves you. When you're doing your best, he loves you. When you made a mess, he loves you. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. And being a father means that you recognize, listen to me, earthly fathers, being a father means that you recognize that at some point your child or children are going to test your love. I can't get no help right there. At some point, your child or your children will test your love. Being a father means that you understand that there are going to be moments when you are exacerbated by that child's behavior, but being a father means that your love is never in question or questionable. Listen, because when you make love a gambling chip that you place upon the table of life, you're saying that that child, to that child, that depending on his decisions or depending on her behavior or depending on how things go, determine if my love for you will be lost or won. And your love cannot be a token for which a child plays. Your affection cannot be a token that your child gets if they're good. You, you can't hold them if they acting right. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. 
You can't be good to them just because they're being good to you. There are going to be some days when they do things that make you wonder, did you teach them anything? I wish I had some parents and grandparents who would go along with me on this. There are going to be some days when you look at them and, and you say, you look like me, but you don't act like me. And I told you a few weeks ago, remember, they may not act like your grown self, but they may be acting like your young self. I can't get no help right there. Because they learned it from somewhere. They got it from somewhere. Either they learned it or it was passed on to them. Now you decide. <laughs> Good God Almighty. But I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. His love is unconditional. Let me move on. Number two, number two, number two, number two. In scripture, we see God as Father, because God is Father, Scripture also provides for us, secondly, a model of provision and protection. A model of provision and protection. Just a few verses before our text, Jesus is giving instructions on how to pray. Y'all read it when you get home. And he says, basically, listen, when you pray, don't pray like the heathens and the hypocrites. Because some folk just pray in public. And it shows because when they pray in public, they say things that y'all ain't talking to me in here. And so Jesus says, no, when they pray, when you, when you pray, don't, don't pray so that men and women will be impressed by your words or by your rhetoric. He said, when you pray, go to your secret closet. When you pray, spend some time with them privately. And the father who sees you privately will reward you publicly. I got a few Bible readers in here who remember that. He says, yeah, when, when you pray, he says, when you pray, but also don't, don't, just, don't just have private prayers, but he says, when you pray, understand that, that, that you don't have to pray long. He says, because verse 8, Matthew 6 and 8 says, your father knows what you have need of before, before you can speak the words. He says, my daddy already knows. He says, before the words can fall from your lips, my father already knows. Before the words are formed in my brain and, and come through my mouth, my daddy already knows what I have need of. And because he knows, he will provide. And so, and so we have God as father shows us God as being a provider. Fathers as being providers in their families. That, that's, that's the example, that as fathers, if you've been given the sacred, sacred privilege of being a father, that there ought to be some provisions that you as a father make for your family. Can't get no help out. There ought to be some provisions. Jesus says, listen, my, my father knows before I can say it, he knows. Folks, that's a provider. He knows what we stand in need of before we can even say. That's a provider. 
He knows what's going on in our lives and in our situations, and he is making provisions or already has provisions made for us. That's a provider. He knows what's headed up in our lives. He knows where we're going. He knows every turn that we're going to take, and he has provisions for those turns when we get there. That's a provider. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I thank God, I thank God that he knows and can look up the road and see what's going on in my life and already have stuff in place when I get to where I'm going. That's a provider. Jesus says this, listen, and don't you know Jesus says, he says, if God is taking care of the birds, birds that get up every morning, they don't sow, they don't reap, but even the birds have their needs met. Don't you know if God is taking care of the needs of a sparrow, a robin, a mockingbird, that he will take care of you because you are more precious than him, than a bird is. If my father is providing, then what that says to all of our fathers is that we too must be providers of our families what a blessing it is for a child to know without a shadow of a doubt that he can depend on his daddy that 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 if i that if i get in a in a situation and if i get in a thick and and if my back is up against the wall that i got a daddy i can go to and he will provide Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I, I have a father who I can turn to. What a blessing it is for a son to know that, that if I really get in trouble and it's on the weekend and daddy can't get to the bank, that he already got something stashed away. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. See, it got too real. That, 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 that daddy is a provider and if I need it, Daddy's got it. That's who we have as our father. Our father who provides our needs. And it doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what season it is. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. He's a provider. He's a provider. But he's also a protector. Psalm number 68 and verse 5 says, Father of the fatherless, protector of widows is God. In his holy habitation, God settles the solitary in a home. I don't know, I don't know, was anybody other than me when you were a child, did you have something you were scared of? I'm, oh, I'm the only one that don't raise my hand. Really, really, y'all gonna sit up here and do me like that. When you were a child, you had something that you were afraid of. For, 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 for me, for me, for me, for me, I, I, I messed around and I would watch horror movies. And, and, and those horror movies, inevitably, those imagery would come back to me. And I would see the things that I had seen in the movie. So, so in our house, we had this door, the front door had these two windows up at the top. And, and, and at night, you couldn't see anything but darkness and trees swaying. And I promise that everything I saw in those movies, I saw in those windows. And so Jason was in the windows. And Freddy Krueger was in the windows. It, everything was in the windows. And it was a long hallway before you get, so he had a long time to come get me. So when my siblings and I were at home by ourselves or with mom, 
you know, we, I was good until it got dark. When it got dark, I went to looking around. And honestly, I was nervous until I heard the back door. When I heard the back door, I knew daddy was home. And when daddy was home, Freddie wouldn't mess with me when daddy was home. Jason wouldn't come in the door when daddy was home. And listen, all I'm telling you is, is that as fathers, we provide safety and security and stability to the homes that God has given us charge, over which God has given us charge. Do I have a witness in here? And please hear me, please hear me, please hear me. I'm talking about things that we're scared of, but please understand that there are things lurking around in the dark that would love to get a hold of your children. You, you ain't talking to me. I say there are things, there are people, there are situations. Listen, bring Bible into it. The devil goes around as a roaring as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. That, that the Bible calls him a thief, a robber, who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't you know that the devil is after your children, after your grandchildren? And we need some fathers who will stay in the house, who will stand guard against the house, and not only be concerned about their physical safety, but their spiritual safety also. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that my daddy would come home and settle the house. There was a peace when daddy was home. And God says to us, listen, I'm your father. When you have stuff going on in your life, I'm your security. I cover you, I keep you, and the bad things that come against you, I will be a shield for you. I will be your hedge and your protection. Thirdly, and I'm through, I'm through. Lastly, I want to suggest to you that God, as Father in Scripture, provides for us, provides for fathers, a dynamic display of grace and mercy. A dynamic display of grace and mercy. I'm finished. But do y'all remember the prodigal, the, the parable of the prodigal son? Y'all remember the parable prodigal son? I don't see enough heads. All right, I have to tell it to you. No, I gave you a chance. I got to tell it to you now. So, so, so there was, <laughs> so funny. So, 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 so there was a boy who, who went to his daddy one day and said to him, listen, give me my inheritance now. And daddy didn't argue with him. He gave him his inheritance. And the Bible says that he went to a far country and spent his inheritance on riotous living. Y'all remember it now, don't you? Spent his inheritance on riotous living. That means he was cutting up. And, and when he got finished cutting up, he, 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 he lost all his friends because all his friends were with him as long as he had money. Uh, note to my teenagers, as long as you got money, you'll have a lot of friends. As, as long as they think they can get something from you, they'll be around you. But as soon as they understand that the well is run dry, that's when you'll find out who you are. I, I think some adults will go with me on that. That's when you'll find out who your friends really are. Do I have a witness in here? He looked around. His money was gone and his friends were gone also. And he said, listen, I, I, I've got I to gotta do something. I've I got to make a living because, because I'm hungry and, and I know what I'll do. I'll go get a job. Thank God that evidently his father had given him a work ethic. He was not lazy because this boy went and got a job. 
Now, it wasn't the best job. He wasn't on Wall Street. He wasn't wearing fine suits or anything like that. In fact, it was an entry-level job where he was feeding the pigs. Do I have any Bible readers in here? But you know what? He was so humble that he accepted the job gladly. And he went to the pig farm and, and he decided he was going to fig, feed the pigs as was his job. Any, any folk from the country in here? Any, anybody not ashamed to admit you from the country? Amen. So you, you remember what feeding the pigs is. It, it wasn't nothing pretty. It wasn't nothing even tasty. It, it was husks and, and, and where I'm from, it was just the slop. It was whatever you had from the table and you, you put that in a bucket and mixed it with water. I wish I had some country folk in here. And it was bones, it was corn, it was grits, it was whatever it was. And you just mixed that in some water and you fed that to, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You fed that to the pigs and that was the pig slop. And the boy looked at the pig slop and said, I I'm hungry enough to eat that but before he ate that he came to himself do you know sometimes it's going low that will make you come to yourself you know sometimes it's when you ain't got nothing else that you will come to yourself do you know it's sometimes when the bottom has fallen out that you will come to yourself he came to himself the bible says and he decided to go back to his daddy's house he said, because while I'm out here feeding pigs, even the servants in my daddy's house got it better than I got it. So, so, so he, this is in Luke 15, y'all. And so he went, he started on his way back home, walking home to his daddy's house. And you don't mind, you don't mind. I'm going to read it to you here. And we're going home. Luke chapter 15, right around verse 20, says, he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger. Put shoes on his feet. Bring the fatted calf. And kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. For my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost. But now he's found. I say he was lost. But now he's found. Oh, oh what a father who can look at the condition of his son and not hold his past decisions against him, but simply say, my son is home. Can I tell somebody, that's what grace and mercy is? That's what grace and mercy is. Grace, watch this. Grace is keeping you while you're out, but mercy is accepting you when you come back. That's what grace and mercy is. Grace, grace kept you while you were in a far country, but mercy accepted you when you came back home. Grace covered you when you were living in darkness, but mercy said, I'm going to leave the light home so he can find his way back. Grace kept clothes on your back, but mercy put a robe on you when you returned. Grace kept you from going hungry, but mercy killed the fatted calf. Grace allowed you to come back to your senses, but mercy let you come back home. Thank God for grace and mercy.
grace and mercy that would allow a father to look at his son and say of him who no doubt disappointed him welcome home my son was lost he's found my son who was blind now sees and we celebrate we celebrate that kind of love amazing love the amazing love of a father I pray for every father I pray for every man who is acting in the stead of a father I pray for every person who is pouring into the life of a young person as a father that you will recognize the blessed sacred privilege that God has given to you and that you would be strengthened to follow the model of our father if you're here this morning I want to invite you to do two things maybe You've never given your life to Christ. Perhaps the whole issue of Father has been a troubling concept for you. I want to invite you to push past yourself. Push past your past and your hurts and your hang-ups and see the truth that God our Father loves us. In fact, he proved his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he allowed his son to die on a cross. If you're here this morning and if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the first invitation is extended to you. Will you simply say, yes, I want the Father's love. I need the Father's saving grace in my life. I want to be a new creature in Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, I invite you to come. There's one more invitation, though. If perhaps you see yourself as the prodigal son or daughter of this text, and you need to come back to the relationship that you had, here's the good news, y'all. That fellowship with the Father may have been distanced, as was in the parable, but the relationship with the Father always stayed intact. That's the good news. That you may go your own way and the distance might create distance in the fellowship, but God the Father always maintain, maintains his relationship as our Father. Which means you're always his child. And as his child, you can always come back home. If you're here this morning, you need to do either of those two things. The invitation is extended to you now. While the choir sings, you're invited to come. Yes, God. Yes, God. What he's done for me. Yes, God. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. So amazing. Bless you, man. Bless you, man. Come on. Bless you, man. God bless you. Come on. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Come on. Bless his name. Come on. Bless his name. Bring some more chairs. God bless you. Come on. All I know is I once was lost. Hallelujah. But now.
So protein was breaking down real fast. It was real hard to move my arms. I just want to thank everybody who prayed for me. Big thanks to Reverend Buckley for coming to see me. Bless you, man. Bless you, man. Amen. Bless you, man. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. All right. I understand that we have a young man getting ready to go to the military. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have family members that are yeah. sitting in for other family members. Amen, amen. And we have a family that is asking for prayer. Yeah, yeah. I want you to know you came to the right place. That's right, that's right. That's There's right. power in prayer. Yeah. I ask that you will bow your heads where you are. Father God, we come to you as humble as we know how. We come to you, Lord, thanking you for these who have come in faith, knowing that you are a God that can do anything but fail. Lord, we have different things that are asked, but we know that you knew before they came what the situation was. And we ask now, Lord, that you will intervene. Father, that you will show your magnificent, miraculous power for these who are going away and representing this country, Lord, have yes, mercy. God. Yes, God. We remind him that you are a God that is everywhere and that you are in all places at all times. That the God that was here in Jackson will be any and yes, everywhere Lord. that yes, he Lord. goes. Yes, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Give him strength. Give him more faith that he will know that you are still a good God that has never lost a case. For these family members that are sitting in for other family members, Lord, we don't know what the situation is, but you do. Father, have mercy. Whether it be sickness, Lord, whether it be trouble, whatever the situation is, Lord, we ask that you will make it right. Do what you only can do, Lord. We know you can open doors no man can close. You can close doors that no man will be able to open. Lord, do it. And we will forever give you all of the praise and all of the glory. We're going to thank you right now. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus, Jesus name. whose name I pray, amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. The prayers of the righteous still avail much. Amen. We know that God will be with each of you as you go about your ways. And as you go to serve uh, this nation, young man, we're proud of you and praying for you. Amen. Amen. Thank God for you, James. Thank God for your courage to come down and give God praise. You know, it's a wonderful thing to see young people, young people on fire for the Lord, serving the Lord. And what you didn't know is as he was miming, you didn't know he was hurting while he was miming. But you praise God through the pain. There's a sermon in that somewhere. I dare you to praise God through your pain, through your hurt. A hallelujah is on the other side. The Doors of the church have been open. We want you to stand now. Amen. Amen. I'm full. I, I felt another sermon coming, so let me go on and give you the benediction. Let me give you the benediction. <laughs> Amen. 
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God bless you. Go in peace.